What's up, everybody? I'm Scott. I'm Shatay, and we're the Hazes. And welcome to the Love Haze, where we rethink how we live and love life. Yep, in life, there will always be a haze, but we believe that you have a choice to show up healed and whole anyways. Absolutely. And today, we are talking about at last, right? So this whole season, we've been talking about, you know, what it's like to show up to something for the first time, just kind of mm -hmm. being in this new space. And tonight, we want to talk about, like, all the stuff that comes before that, like, all the, the ish beforehand, um, failed attempts, rejection. Yes mustering up the strength to try and try again so uh, we hope you enjoy so let's just start here so the reason why we we've called this season of the love haze um probate season mm -hmm. is because when you think about uh pledging um you're an aka i'm an omega and everything that leads up to getting to to probate where you like come out uh, in front of the, the entire yard and everybody um, kind of knows that, that you are, have now crossed the burning sands. Mm -hmm. um, and what we're getting into in this episode is really like what led up to that. All of the knowing that you wanted to be, um, always knowing that I wanted to be a Q, mm -hmm. all of the... Uh, Things that happened to me before I was able to cross the burning sands and um, kind of what happens next. So pre probate season is really about uh, we're here now, mm -hmm. right? And I'm finally a Q, right? And you're finally an AKA. I'm finally, I finally have the job that, I, that I've always wanted, right? I finally have the relationship that I've always wanted. Mm -hmm. And Probate season is probate season. You get to come out to the world, but then what happens after that? You wear your nail for the first time. Right. You to events. You can ski wee and wear your colors and all of that stuff. Um, but what about all the stuff beforehand? And so that's really what we're going to talk about today is just kind of like finally making it mm -hmm. somewhere, whatever that place is for you, when maybe it had not worked out for you before and what it looks like to try to do something it not work out mm -hmm. and then you decide to try again you muster up the vulnerability and the courage that it takes to try it again even though uh, the rejection and the defeat the failure may have hurt mm -hmm. um for me i can say for example this is not my first time attempting to do a podcast so i have workingdancer.com which is now shatayhaze.com right we talk about hey come on mrs hayes <laughs> turn up hey so we talk, you know, on the, I still have all of the blog posts that I do. I still connect with dancers and artists about um, career building and what it takes to sustain a, uh, a career as an artist. And I had a podcast where I would talk to dancers about how they built their careers and what that looks like mm -hmm. for them. Because the deficit that I see in the arts world was before, it's, it's talked about well, largely more now, but people weren't talking about what it took to like make money as an artist. You just kind of have mm -hmm. to figure it out once you were in the game. And what it looks like to sustain a career in a gig economy. Like when you are gig gigging, like what does that look like for it to be sustainable? So I interview artists, we talk about what they do. Um, mm -hmm. Some people will solely dance, some people was teaching, some people um, choreography, some people DJing on the side. Like everybody had these kind of ways to, to make it. So I say all of that to say, did about 20 episodes. It was just me. Um, some folks listened to it. It wasn't like millions of people all over the world, <laughs> right? Right. I wouldn't necessarily 
say that it was a failure for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just kind of got burnt out on producing it myself. I was, I was producing all of the content, blog posts, podcasts, uh, online class, everything by myself, which mm-hmm. is fine. I got exhausted and I also kind of started to outgrow having that conversation. Fast forward, and this husband of mine <laughs> has this amazing gift, has great things to say, and it comes up kind of organically like, hey, we should we should do a podcast. And I was like, oh, we've done that. I've done that before. So maybe me doing it before wasn't necessarily for me. Right. Maybe it was for this thing this time right here. Mm-hmm. But had I not been open to it, mm-hmm. would we have done this? Right. Mm-hmm. So. So it's the idea of like all of the things that came before where you are right. that may not have been the success that you wanted them to be, mm-hmm. but they served their purpose. They taught you something mm-hmm. and they help you to be your best in this new season. Mm-hmm. So what's that for you? Like what's some, and we've all have tons of like stories like that, but what's, what's one thing that sticks out to you that you, you tried a couple of times before it felt right for you? Well, just even talking about the podcast itself, I think, um, well, before you, like, there were some some seeds that that were not planted. Mm-hmm. Um, some things that I knew, some gifts that I that I, I knew that I had. Some things where um, I knew that that God was calling me to do more, and I, I sat on it um, because I didn't want to be exposed in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so. There's always been this thing that that has scared me about about sharing my gift of writing, of of having the gift of gab, of even endeavoring to like be transparent about relationship, where I have been scared because I felt like when you have elevation, like your stuff gets exposed. Yep. And people get to see your weaknesses and mm-hmm those things about you that are, are not all that great, right? And I've always run from that. And I think being in relationship with you and being married to you, it has very much affirmed for me that um, that, that God wants me to do this thing, that uh, I have a partner now who has this level of experience, and really there are no more excuses, right? And that there is this expectation that I share my gift with, with the world. And I can't continue to say, hey, God, advance my territory and not put some action behind it. And so um, with that being said, I've, I've, I've been here before in the sense that um, I've always known, but not being able to kind of like put some feet behind yeah. it and put some action behind it. Mm-hmm. So what I hear you say, what I hear you saying is that for you, almost the fear is mm-hmm. the thing that you had experience with like mm-hmm. you've done the fear thing you've done the actually i want to do this thing i'm too scared i don't know i don't know if i can mm-hmm. all of the things that come against everybody quite honestly when right. it's um there's something some work to be done but this for you the new thing is like actually mm-hmm. overcoming the fear to do the thing yes. anyways yes absolutely and convincing myself that um just just being a good person was enough mm. like and that I wanted to just kind of like fly under the radar I just want to be a good person and die safe, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and stay safe and and not have to share and not have to be held to like this higher standard and and not have um people like 
reading my books or listening to my podcast and then being able to point out where um, what they've seen happen in my actual life, not measure up to that, that I've been talking about. Right. When I, and I think that I've been able to somewhat make a shift out of, um, you know, like those fears. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, that's really what what probate season is about. It's about coming out in front of the entire yard and saying, hey, this is who I am. Um, I'm committed to this and I'm ready to grow and I'm ready to be seen. Mm. So then now I just heard a different interpretation of that. So before it was like the fear was the thing that was not new for you. But what Mm. I just heard you say basically was like you didn't give up on yourself in Mm -hmm. a way. So there was something within you that you always knew. Mm-hmm. was there that you needed to act upon. Fear right. may have kept you from it before. Absolutely. But this uh, is you not giving up on yourself mm-hmm. and what's inside of you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. That's nice. That's really nice. So, Shatay. Yeah. Let me ask you, when is the last time you remember having to try a few times before reaching your goal? Baby. Let's see. <laughs> I have so many, so many examples of me having to try and try again. Uh, Most recent would be a work situation where I had, like, when I early on started with the company, and I had been there for six months maybe, and there was an opportunity for promotion, and I felt like that I was good for it. Like, I would have been a great fit for it, and I applied, made it through, like, all these, you know, rounds of interviews, and was passed up for it. Um, I appreciated the way that they handled it. They were just honest and were like, we don't know if you actually want this <laughs> this mm-hmm. job, even though you would be good for it. Uh, so we went another direction. But I was I was hurt. Like, my ego was bruised, and it was mm-hmm. like, but wait, I didn't get it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and that was hurtful. Um, but... I continued to do my best work. A few months later, an opportunity that actually was better for me came along. And I obviously right. am working in that capacity now. Um, but then not only that, uh, my whole life as a, my whole career as a professional dancer was in fact like repeatedly going to audition sometimes several right. times a day, hoping mm-hmm. to get the gig. Like I've been, I didn't audition for Beyonce so many times. Like Beyonce just hired me already. Like, mm-hmm. um, repeatedly auditioned, uh, but never, you know, I would get callbacks and I would get some gigs, don't get me wrong, I got a lot of industrials, mm-hmm. but ask me how many times I heard no, or like crashed and burned in the audition, I'd like, I danced not one day in my life, <laughs> compared to how many yeses I got, right? right? And that takes a certain amount mm-hmm. of mental strength to keep moving past that. Um, what, I mean, therapy, right? I've tried a couple of therapists and I, I have a strong desire to have somebody that works for me that is my person. And I haven't mm-hmm. found that person yet. And mm-hmm. so I keep going to these, you know, conversations, just looking for the person that resonates the most with me. Like, I just have examples on examples on examples of me trying to get to the thing that feels right for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know it not quite working out the way that I thought it would or had hoped it would the first time around, but you just like going back in there and trying again. All right. 
Okay, so then what's the haze in all of this? What's the thing that is difficult to, to get through? So I think mostly, and, and I'll preface this by saying that, that this is not a real word, but uh, I think having a, a level of stick-to-itiveness, mm. um, being able to know that you, you have an end goal, mm -hmm. you have this destination that you're trying to reach or this thing that you're trying to attain, mm -hmm. And being able to, to kind of keep plugging away at it yeah. um, and, and keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. uh, even after you've, you've um, shown up and maybe it, it, it hasn't worked out the way that you wanted it to work out. And having to like take a step back and do something different uh, to kind of uh, reestablish uh, your goal or to adjust your goal mm -hmm. to get to what it is that you that you want ultimately having to do something different and make the adjustment that's that's really what the haze is for me mm, making the adjustment for sure uh rejection hurts so like mm -hmm. just exposing yourself to that level of rejection there's the guy um I forget his name, but he has, his whole work is called The Art of Rejection. And so he just repeatedly puts himself in situations where he could potentially be rejected so that uh -huh. he could desensitize himself to that. And it's inspiring to see, like, mm -hmm. that's, that's half the battle for some people. So uh, the rejection or the failure hurting, a bruised ego, naysayers, right? Mm -hmm. People who, like, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're potentially not out uh, rooting for you. And then you the thing fails and they're like... I'm not surprised. You know, like that, that hurts. Um, it's risky. Like you're taking risks. Being mm -hmm. in the arena, getting in the arena is risky because you can be dragged through the mud. Yes. And that's hard. Like you're agreeing, you're signing up for that. <laughs> you're agreeing you to say, hey, like this could go really, really well or it can go <laughs> terribly bad in this moment. Like, Every, I mean, that that is um, one of the the hardest things. Yeah. Uh, not just not just the the showing up part, right? And and we've talked about this, um, the showing up and being vulnerable and like putting your best foot forward and knowing that people may not rock with it. And it, 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 it may not be your best. Um, uh, you may deal with some level of anxiety and all these other things, but I'm, I'm here. I am presenting as the very best that I can mm -hmm. in this moment. I'm, I'm giving you what I got, mm -hmm. right? And knowing that what I got may not be for everybody. And that's okay. Right. And what, what do we do after that? Like, what does it look like? How do you deal with the possible rejection, you know, the, the possible hurt as a fallout. You know, that's a that's important to, I don't know if you should say plan for, but to mm -hmm. at least acknowledge that, you know, like there's a possibility that this might not work no matter how much you've prepared for it. Mm -hmm. I would say, and you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So when you're in situations where you could pot potentially be rejected or fail, I think it's important to just be present for it and to feel it all. So just feel all the feelings. I know people don't want to necessarily feel negative feelings. They want to right. numb it. They want to breeze past it. But I think it's important to just feel how you feel. And just like mm -hmm. allow yourself for a moment to be like, that sucked. That was uncomfortable. Another example from um, uh, 
dance audition days. I had auditioned for uh, Dream Girls, which is one of my absolute favorite musicals mm-hmm. of all time. And I'm primarily dancer choreographer, but this was musical theater, and I had choreographed theater before, um, and had had some attempts at having to sing in an audition. But this time I like took it seriously. Like I hired a vocal coach. Like was going to you know those lessons. I was like literally like putting my best foot forward. And even though I had prepared for those moments, I got in there and I was nervous as all hell. My voice was cracking. Yes. It was shaky. Like. I was shaking and I left and was going to my car, even though the director, uh, Joel, he was so just so personable and forgiving and understanding and encouraging, which is not always the case. Um, and worked with me, like literally coaching me through my audition. Mm -hmm. I left the building and cried all the way to the car because I was feeling so exposed, so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. like, oh, that sucked. (laughs) Why did you do that? You just spent all this money on vocal lessons. It didn't work. Like, Mm -hmm. and And the point that I want to drive to, so be present for feeling all of those things, but also know that all things are working together for your good. So Mm -hmm. a denial, like a delay is not a denial. Mm -hmm. And that, so that's that specific situation. I did not get that job, even though like I, I I made it to all the callbacks. I was put on hold basically means like Mm -hmm. we might use you. Right. Don't book anything else until we tell you we're not using you. Um, followed up as much as I possibly could, didn't get it. My feelings were butthurt, cried, devastated. Fast forward two years later, maybe, out of the blue, I get a call from the choreographer of that project saying, hey, I have this other show, Hairspray, same place, same theater. I need an assistant. Can you do it? So completely, nice. like, I mm-hmm. prepared for the, had fully prepared for this one opportunity. Mm-hmm. When really it was preparing me for something completely mm-hmm. different. And that's the case for, I would say, my entire dance career. Mm-hmm. All of the failures. <laughs> the failures. <laughs> Everything mm-hmm. I've gone through has prepared me, given me material to write to other dancers. Mm-hmm. It says, like, you can get through this. Mm-hmm. Like, it will not kill you. You are destined for something greater. Mm-hmm. It was able, uh, the reason that I was able to, like, reach my students as a dance professor, like, more, like, mm-hmm. to help them, like, as they launch their career and tell them the things to look out for. Um, even as I help, like, adult folks, like, transitioning right. in their careers today in my mm-hmm. today job, like, I I have all of those experiences to lean on so that mm-hmm. I can be of better support to people. And everything has absolutely worked out for my mm-hmm. good, even though in the moment, those things really hurt my feelings, mm-hmm. like, and really... Um, you know, at one point in time, I quit dance altogether. I was like, I'm not doing this no more. I didn't book so. Beyonce. So, <laughs> it's over with. Um, but God has absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely used every single one of those experiences for my good and for other people's good, too. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I absolutely identify. <laughs> um, this is my second marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? So, so this, this, ain't my, <laughs> this ain't my first rodeo, um, and you know, feeling feeling like I um, at one point failed uh, in in that first marriage um, really had me like in this place of like I'm never doing this again. Yep. Right. I'm gonna be out here, and I'm a um, I'm a I'm gonna I'm be a player. And I'm just gonna uh, do whatever, mm. and I already know that I'm not built That's like not that, right? That's not even who I am, right? But I think when 
when we show up and we show up as best that we can and we fail, mm -hmm. right? There's, there's, there's some healing that has to be done. We have to address the fact that, that we, we feel hurt, yeah. uh, to a degree we feel rejected, to a degree we feel, um, like failures, mm -hmm. uh, when a lot of times, um, we are being prepared for, yeah. for something that's greater and mm -hmm. something that's bigger. Um, uh, a lot of like this, this probate season, this, this, this coming out has been about, um, knowing that, um, like I, I can be mm -hmm. right. And that, that, um, like God has this destiny for me. Yeah. Uh, and also that, uh, there is a, a renewal and a new thing that, that, that God is doing for me. And that I had to experience that thing, right? Yep. That that um, sort of rejection, mm -hmm. that sort of um, some some missteps that I made in order to be great in this season, yep. right? To be able to move forward and to be able to have experienced that test, so that I can have this testimony, so that I would not be fearful of of sharing for people who have maybe made. Uh, mistakes in their lives to uh, be able to walk into what it is that that God has for them mm -hmm. and into this greatness into this you know season of, of being affirmed and, and being reassured that um, um, there is greater later yes. and uh, there's still more work to be done but that I, I am equipped uh, to do what it is that I have to do and that though it didn't look like what I thought it was going to look like, it didn't happen in the time frame that I thought it was going to happen, and that I made some missteps along the way, that still there is this thing that I always knew that uh, I wanted, mm -hmm. and that because I wanted God wanted for me, that he was equipping me for. Yep. But it just didn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. That's and because right. it didn't look like what I thought it was going to look like does not mean that it's still not my destiny. Mm -hmm. it, it does not mean that it's still not his promise for me. Yep. Right. And being able to get and operate outside of my own mindset. Because a lot of the boundaries that, that are there or that were there, they were set by me. Say it again. And, and oftentimes it's, it's our own limited thinking, right? Mm -hmm. So if I had mm -hmm. gotten Dream Girls, which would have been an exceptional opportunity and I would have loved it, it would have been great. Um, it was a smaller dream for myself mm -hmm. than God had for me. Like to mm -hmm. participate as an ensemble role member in this one show or to be assistant choreographer in this other one two years later. That's mm -hmm. like, that's a, a way bigger dream than mm -hmm. I have for myself. Mm -hmm. Also, Think about this had i gotten that show in dallas i likely would not have left and i would likely would not mm -hmm. have made my way back to atlanta back mm -hmm. to you right like mm -hmm. meeting you here in this space so everything absolutely like our steps are mm -hmm. ordered right if mm -hmm. you choose to believe that um and like god's plans for us are way bigger mm -hmm. than the plans that we have for ourselves for sure and things happen the way that they're supposed to happen 100 percent so then I, I, I have to know, mm -hmm. like, how do you pick yourself up after things don't go your way? Like, how do you keep moving forward? How do you uh, dust yourself off and try again? Mm -hmm. How do you um, do that? 
what was I doing? I think part of it is just knowing the rules of engagement, right? So I knew mm -hmm. what I was getting myself into. Uh, that, like, being a professional dancer choreographer, like, was meant to audition for these projects over and over, submit for projects over and over. And it's a numbers game. Mm -hmm. So even though it hurt, it was just an understanding, like, that this is what, what it is. But also there was part, if you're just thinking about a life, life in general, so if you take it to the, the example that I shared about, you know, not getting a promotion, mm -hmm. and then when another one, like another opportunity came up, me deciding to apply for it, it's just the idea that, uh, or the knowing within myself that I was made for more, mm -hmm. or made for something. Yes. Um, even though I might not have been able to articulate what that something was, and don't get me wrong, I have vision boards of, you know, like artist names that I want to work with, right? Or, you know, ideas of what the success could look like. Mm -hmm. But there was just an always something within me. And I it's a it's like a persistent feeling that I have. And it's not that uh, I'm not ever satisfied. It's mm -hmm. just a knowing. And it's, it's likely because my mother often, when we were younger always, 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 just randomly in the car, <laughs> affirmed over us, you're marked for greatness. Like, you, mm. me and my brother both, you're marked for greatness, you're marked yeah. for greatness. And so mm -hmm. those seeds have taken root in my mm -hmm. life, and I believe mm -hmm. them. And so um, there is always something within me that, you know, like, there, there is more, not in mm -hmm. a, like, I'm not ever going to be satisfied way, but there is, there right. is, you know, a desire. Uh, mm -hmm. to do more, to mm -hmm. be more within me. Mm -hmm. What about you? What's the thing that keeps you? So you said, you know, after the first marriage, you're like, I'm not doing this again. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, it's over with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then what was the thing that made you feel like, actually, I can open up and try this again? I think just, um, like, there was this, this, this urging that I, that I had. Um, I feel like from not only from God, but but from the people who were in my immediate circle, who were um, just affirming me in that moment and just saying, "Hey, you know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. um, I know what type of man you are. Mm -hmm. um, I I know that uh, there's better for you." Right. I know that you believe these different things. Even when I was talking to my boys about like, I'm, I'm about to get out of here and I'm, I'm a hoe. Right. I'm, I'm a hoe around for a little bit. My boys were literally like laughing my face. Like, Dude, like, stop. Like, like we, we not even doing that. Like, uh, and my mom and my dad and, uh, just, just affirming for me that, that they knew that, um, that was greater for me, mm -hmm. and I and I and I knew, and, and God and I were having these conversations, right? Even when I was going through like the hard stuff, God was consistently affirming for me that um, you you are a man after my own heart, mm -hmm. right? You you are a a a good man, right? You are uh, a a good husband. You will be a good father. You like. Um, hearing God say those things about me and in the midst of hearing like negative things about myself and making the decision that I'm choosing what God said, mm -hmm. right? 
even in some in those times when I would start to lean towards the negative things that were being said about me in those moments in those moments and wanting to believe like maybe that is true mm-hmm. like maybe I'm I'm not worth it maybe I maybe I can't change maybe I can't be anything more than you know just 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 this mm-hmm. maybe I'm destined to be a player when everybody else knew around me knew that that wasn't real <laughs> for me right and uh being able to lean into what God was saying about me and then set my goals around that to to be the man that that God had told me that that I could be mm-hmm. right and then being able to go about like living my life in that way and walking into that, leaning into it, walking into it and saying, this other thing is not even an option. Let's be real with ourselves. That's not going to happen. Let's, let's go about the business of doing something different. Mm. Believing what God says about you and mm-hmm. choosing that. Mm-hmm. That's the word for you. Right though. Amen. All right. So because you and I both love music, I need to know, uh, with everything that we covered today, what is your music for the moment? What does this feel like? Well, you already gave it away because you were singing it before, but it's Alia. A-A-L-I-Y. <laughs> um, dust yourself off and try it again. Amen. Doom, 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 doom. Like, first you don't succeed. Yep. Uh-huh. Dust yourself off and try again. It's perfect for this. And we always want to leave y'all with a resource, something that you can, uh, you know, grapple with, process the topic on your own time, Mm -hmm. a good takeaway. And for me, that is, so I love Super Soul Sunday. I don't get to watch it every Sunday, but when I tell you some amazing conversations being had about how to uh, live life to the fullest and the work that Mm -hmm. people are doing and some amazing book ideas being discussed Mm -hmm. on Super Soul Sunday, so this one in particular um, is Maya Angelou uh, just talking about uh, kind of like failure and, and trying again. Mm-hmm. And we know that uh, Dr. Maya Angelou, fun facts, who was a dancer also before she came a writer. Oh, so I feel like she is like, we are spirit, kindred spirits. Um, we know that she's Oprah's mentor. Mm-hmm. So this clip, or was Oprah's mentor, this clip was really about Maya Angelou talking about how everyone has lived their life and has learned things and that yes. we can learn from everybody's story and that can help us kind of move on is, is the, what I took from it. Um, huge fan of it. Huge fan of her work. Huge fan of Super Soul Sunday. So check it out. I hope it uh, blesses you the way that it has blessed me. All right, y'all. That's it for this episode uh, and for this season, Yay! actually. So... Thanks for joining us. Thanks for rocking with us. Uh, We're the Hazes. Mm -hmm. And until next time, we challenge you to rethink the way you love your life. Peace. It's the Love Haze.